Hey, Tracy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. good. So uh, we're here for a special edition of Everywhere Radio today. I'm your host, Whitney Kimball Coe, and I brought along with me my colleague, Tracy Staley, because we wanted to talk about uh, the upcoming Everywhere virtual event that we've been putting together. Um, and it's May the 10th and the 11th, coming to a screen near you if you register for free. Um, you can register for free to join us at Everywhere. And I wanted Tracy to jump on with me because Tracy's been part of building the content for this event and all the previous Everywhere events. And she and I, I think we have a really good time imagining what's possible and putting stuff together. Yeah. So are you excited about this event, Tracy? Oh, I really am. And you know, the uh, the first thing that I did with Rural Assembly was the last in-person gathering in Greenville, South Carolina. And that was so cool to see all those women who had gathered there mm -hmm. and then the pandemic hit and everything had to be reimagined. How would the Rural Assembly keep up its tradition of these gatherings and being a connector for rural people? And that's how the virtual everywhere, which started with five days of content in <laughs> October. <laughs> so we no longer do five days, but those five days were awesome and they were great and they were, we were what so we needed excited. in the moment. That's, that's exactly right. Five, yeah. five whole days of um, a virtual programming for, that ran from like, I think, it was from like 2 p.m. in Eastern to 7 p.m. Eastern or something like that. And then we would have a happy hour all of those days. We were yeah. so invested in making sure that people stayed connected and that all those relationships that we'd been building for, I don't know, a decade as the Rural mm -hmm. Assembly and in-person events um, would continue. Yeah. So that's right. That was that was your first in-person was the, the one in 2019, the Rural Women's um, Summit mm -hmm. in Greenville. Mm -hmm. And then October 2020 was the first yeah. rural everywhere virtual. That's right. And we um, have had a group of really loyal uh, folks follow us through these virtual events. And then every time new people come in and they get to really do what, you know, someone commented in the chat, it's, you know, joining the virtual front porch. And, that's you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. And, exactly and I think that's what's different. So let's let people know, Whitney, what it's even like. So what is it like to come? Is it just like another Zoom? I would say it's not. It's really a cool experience um, mm -hmm. to come to yeah. one of these uh, Rural Assembly Everywhere. So you register and you know there's no cost. Um, you register and then you get a reminder and you show up. And you show up in this platform called Crowdcast that we use. and Crowdcast lets you watch um, our pre-recorded content. It allows you to ask questions during the live portions, and it allows you to chat with people the whole time. And that is my favorite part. What mm -hmm. what, do you, what about you? Do you love when the chat starts? Yeah, the chat starts even when people register, like the, all these yeah. weeks out. If you go right now to ruralassembly.org and you click the registration button, you'll go to Crowdcast platform, and you're invited to start chatting. And so you can do it right away. And that's what people are doing right now. So head over there and see what they're saying. But yeah, once the virtual event starts, there are multiple ways to kind of, um, to be plugged in. Another thing that I really have liked about the virtual um, platform is that if you are working, you can have it running while you finish mm -hmm. your email 
emails or if you need to step away, you can come back and you can, I think um, you can revisit what you've missed um, and it's recorded too. So at the, um, at the conclusion of the event, if you, you know, had to miss any part of it, you can go back to Crowdcast and watch what you missed. Mm -hmm. So the virtual platform has given us all this flexibility that of course you didn't have, we didn't have when we were like 300 people in a ballroom in the basement of a hotel uh, in Washington, DC, which it's, that was glorious being together in person, but the virtual spaces also opened the doors wide for people from other countries to come participate and be in the chat. Um, people from all 50 states uh, and Puerto Rico um, and also not just the rural stakeholders and advocates that we interface with most often. It's a lot of people that I call the rural curious, people who are interested in what's going on in rural, what are the perceptions they, um, they carry in and, and do those actually play out in the conversations that they mm -hmm. see. So I don't know if you want to say anything about like some of the big main stage events that you're looking forward to. Oh yeah. So we are, our schedule is coming together and it is, it's coming together. It's going to be on the website soon. So look for that next week. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, um, the conversation that we will have with the author of another Appalachia, um, growing mm. up queer and Indian in a mountain place. And that's Nima Avashia. And, she is going to be interviewed by uh, Skylar Baker Jordan, who is a contributor for The Daily Yonder, and he is also an editor with 100 Days in Appalachia. And they have a lot of commonalities and uh, their upbringing and their lives um, as LGBTQ mm -hmm. plus uh, people. And they are, I think it's going to be just a really lively conversation and her book, you know, really stuck out to me as someone who grew up in Appalachia, you know, and knew folks her age who were growing up um, in um, Indian families, and they were uh, born in small coal towns, and where their parents were born in India and immigrated to the United okay. States, they were born as Appalachians, but also very much part of their own community. Um, and I've wondered a lot as an adult about what that must have been like. So really cool to uh, see someone from that generation of Appalachians writing about from that viewpoint. And so I think that anyone who um, anyone who's interested in identity and community will love that conversation. I agree. Oh, I am so excited about that. And you know, the pairing of those two will be really cool. And we've tried to do that, I think, across the board for all of our, um, all of the main stage mm -hmm. uh, speakers and conversations. And another conversation I'm really excited about that kind of tracks with, with the NEMA um, and Skylar conversation is also about um, how do we uh, make our communities more inclusive and welcoming mm -hmm. of immigrants and of, mm -hmm. uh, and refugees and those who uh, bring with them different experiences and backgrounds. And so one of the first panels, it's not a panel even, it's a conversation. One of the first conversations you'll hear are among three women from Nebraska, rural Nebraska, different parts of the state who are working with their small communities on um, formalizing structures that build inclusion and, uh, and do a lot more outreach with immigrant 
the immigrant populations in their communities. And that's so that's uh, really welcoming America, correct? That's welcoming America. So welcoming America is an, an incredible organization that we've gotten to partner with before. And that's another cool thing about rural every rural assembly everywhere is um, so much of what comes to the screen comes from partner organizations. It's not something that we've just ginned up ourselves. It is it's it's um, evidence of real work that is happening out in the the countryside and in all our small communities. Mm -hmm. um, there's also going to be a lot of arts and culture um, yes. videos and uh, and recordings. I know you're really excited about that. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. And actually, our audience is really excited about that. The last couple of Everywheres we've done, that's been some of the biggest kind of feedback we've gotten is that we want more poetry, we want more music, we want more culture and arts. Um, so we can look forward to hearing a song from a Lakota woman named Tiana, um, who's from South Dakota. Um, I know we've got poet uh, Exodus Octavia Brownlow. She's from rural Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So that'll be really incredible. In fact, she's opening the conference. Mm -hmm. So that arts and culture stuff, you know. Yeah, that's what people have said really they love. And, and it really punctuates some of the bigger, heavier conversations that we have. And um, we are every it, it seems like we, we always try to bring someone in from um the federal government or you know from the federal level who's working with rural so that we can help bring um awareness both ways you know and and so I believe that we are going to have someone this year we're waiting on those remarks and we're really excited to announce that so stay tuned and that's really the beauty of everywhere is we have everything from you know, someone from the federal government working on rural or that domestic issues to people on the ground in small towns in Nebraska who are making uh, doing work in their communities. And it brings all those people together. And um, so you have a chance, you know, as we just wrap up here, this conversation, you have a chance to see these on the main stage and during the day, get them sent to you later. If you can't show up, on May 10th and 11th, and then you can also register for breakouts. There'll be two a day, right, Whitney? Right. Um, those breakouts are hosted by great partner organizations, and they're a great place to connect. And you'll be able to find that schedule on our website coming soon, and you can register now so that you don't miss any of this. Um, right. Yeah. That's, that is the way to get all the information. You have to, but you have to register, um, and that's also how we'll send information out about how you log into breakouts and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. well, one other thing I'm I am looking forward to that I want to put out there is that we know in the midst of this political moment we're in that book banning has um, become uh, kind of ubiquitous across the country, and I happen to come from a uh, community that has unfortunately been part of that um, trend. And so I've, I'm going to be gathering some of the folks in my community who have been working on this issue to reinstate um, books that are being taken off the shelves. So that'll be another session that folks definitely don't want to miss um, on May 10th or 11th. Mm -hmm. All of this can be accessed at ruralassembly.org. Registration is right there on that front page. Once you get your email in there, we can start sending you stuff right away, updates and uh, speaker announcements and all kinds of other really great information. Um, Tracy, what else do you feel like we ought to drop in oh, a special edition? You know, just I think everybody should 
come. If you're wondering, like, what does this look like? Go to our YouTube channel, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and check out past segments. And I think you'll get a, a sense of of that, and you That's won't miss point. what's coming. Yeah, we put a lot of those videos there, the short clips, um, and some of those are just amazing. And um, Whitney, what is your favorite? Do you have a? I know you can't choose a favorite. But do you have something that stands out to you from past everywhere events, like a, a really great moment or something you loved? Yeah, I mean, I really loved Rural Women Everywhere. That was it, the last one we did. And in a way, this will be somewhat like that because so many of our, this next one in May will be somewhat like that because so many of our speakers and participants are, are women. But um I loved the the conversation last time among uh, rural women who were on the ground doing grassroots organizing, and they are, are gritty spitfires. I mean, they are uh, they they just speak their truth and drop it like it is. And I just love I love um, the honesty and the candor that comes from people who are really giving voice to their lived experience. Yeah. So, so that conversation of grassroots organizers last year was really great. Yeah, that was, and there'll be, there'll be more of that this year. So looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah. So Tracy, since, um, you're technically my guest today on everywhere, mm-hmm. I always ask my guests what they're listening to or watching these days or listening to, yeah, listening to, okay. watching, reading, okay. um, that is joyful or challenging in some way that we all need to know about. Okay, joyful or challenging? Well, the book I'm reading, I don't know if it's joyful or challenging, but it is uh, entertaining and great, thought-provoking. And that's, I'm reading The Candy House by Jennifer Egan, and it's kind of a follow-up novel to her Pulitzer Prize-winning book, um, uh, A Visit from the Goon Squad. So I love that book, and and this one is proving it takes some of the minor characters and tells their stories now in this book. And, um, I'm reading that. And then we are, uh, oh, I get a chance to plug something. I always want to. Okay. So if you like rural anything, go and search Apple shop girls hoops. And there's a, it's a 25 minute documentary about girls basketball in Kentucky. And, um, it is my favorite thing to watch. Apple shop. Girls yes. Hoops. Apple and Shop Girls Hoops. Search that. Why? You'll find it. You can stream it for 99 cents or buy it for $5. And I suggest you purchase it to have <laughs> for all your parties. When people come over, you just put it on. Mm-hmm. And why Why is this so special to you, Tracy? Um, well, I know some of the folks in it. And it was filmed in a time when I was, I guess, in eighth grade. A lot of the footage is from that time. So... It focuses on about four communities in Eastern Kentucky and their girls' basketball programs. And the um, one of those is a community I'm from. And so I get a chance to see, it tells the history of um, Hazard, Kentucky and basketball, girls' basketball. And it tells the story of how uh, women's basketball was um, canceled. I mean, it was, you know, they, they quit having a women's basketball program in Kentucky in the 1930s. And then it was brought back in the 1970s. And it talks about that mm-hmm. renaissance and how much part of the culture it is. And I just love yeah. it. So. And you were yourself a basketball player. I, I was, was, yes. No, not a superstar in any, <laughs> in any manner, but I was a member of the Hazard High School 1997 
girls sweet 16 champion. So Woo! it's exciting. That's awesome. 25 That's awesome. years ago, if you want to feel old, it was 25 years ago, but yeah, girls who are also watching Abbott elementary, which is a, tells a story. It's a sitcom about a uh, public school in Philadelphia, I think. And that's a lot of fun to watch. So. Yeah. We like that here too. My husband, Matt Coe, um, mm -hmm. who's a special teacher just loves that show. Thinks it's yeah. funny and, and true in a lot of ways. So Thank you, Tracy, for having this conversation with me. And I hope we've teed up Rural Assembly everywhere um, in good ways. And just yeah, we'll, put the, we'll drop all the links here with it where you can register. And um, we can't wait to see you there. May 10th and 11th. Yes, and let me know if you watch Girls Hoops in the chat at Rural Assembly oh. everywhere. I'll, I'll, get some, I'll quiz you during. <laughs> That'd be great. Virtual <laughs> porch. All, all right. right. Thanks. See you soon. Bye.